Welcome to My House is Burning. This is the Carefree Black Nerd Review Show over Viceland's docuseries My House, following the lives of a handful of beautiful melanated individuals in the New York ballroom scene. Uh, this episode is entitled American Realness. This episode, boy, oh boy, oh motherfucking boy. Uh, this is season one, episode nine. Alex, Tati, Jelani, and Precious travel to Chicago to compete at the annual Midwest Awards Ball. But nothing goes as planned. Man, let me tell y'all. So this episode was very emotional for me <laughs> for a few reasons. I myself, if you don't know, I'm from the Midwest. And now I reside in Dallas, Texas. Um, add to that, this episode is 9 of 10. And it's so hard to say goodbye. <laughs> Just knowing that next episode will be the last episode is very chilling for me. For season one, that is. Last episode for season one. Uh, I don't know what we have to do, Viceland, to make sure that this show goes on and on and on and on. But whatever it is, put the call out on social media. Let us know so that we can do these things. I've been tweeting. I've been live tweeting. I've been making sure these motherfuckers know what time it is. I want to see more of this goddamn show. <laughs> so speaking of, when you're listening to this episode of My House is Burning or any subsequent episodes of My House is Burning or when you're and rather, and <laughs> I'm all over the place. Let me try this again. <clears throat> when you're listening to any episode of My House is Burning and when you're watching My House live or pre-recorded or recorded after the fact or DVR'd or whatever <laughs> from Viceland, make sure to use the hashtag MHIBpod. Um, yeah, so again, emotional episode because this is coming to a close. Uh, we are in Chicago and man, I the amount of Midwest that has been shown in this series has just done my heart so much good uh, precious being in detroit at times and now us being here in chicago and just all these familiar spaces that i used to frequent or are kind of aware of just did my heart so much joy so we learned that the midwest ball is like you know the the ball of all balls essentially and that you know the folks are going to compete I liken this to kind of, um, not gang war, that's so, that's horrible. Okay, like the Avengers assembling. Like, we've seen everyone individually as a whole kind of hanging out and kicking it, but this episode is where we got to see, you know, Ebony's a symbol, Ms. Rahi's a symbol. Like, all these people in their element with their folks doing their damn thing. Uh, so we opened up on Precious, driving around, talking shit, it's giving us more of insight into the ballroom community as you do. And this is another thing that I'm so grateful for for this show. I know a little more than I've known, you know, nine weeks ago about ballroom, but I'm still learning. And having conversations with people like Jasmine Mizrahi, who, or Jasmine 007, formerly Mizrahi, who's now, I think, a garçon. Um, giving conversations from her, watching this show, getting all these gems of history that Precious and Tati and Alex and the like, you know, give us throughout this show. And then watching Pose on FX, though it is a more uh, commercialized or, uh, let me see, kind of packaged for uh, mass consumption, it still is giving us pieces of history that just, you just don't, a lot of times get unless you look for it 
Well, we meet the Mizrahis of Chicago, and these this is a colorful bunch. These are some beautiful folks. The mother, forgive me for not remembering her name, uh, bright skin, thin, tall chick with blonde hair, and she is she is very. I tweeted this. I want more of this motherfucker here. I said I told whoever when how whatever y'all got to do to get more of her on season two. I want that. She. Let's see. Okay, everyone is important. Everyone has their role to play. Everyone is doing their damn thing. But for whatever reason, when this woman was on screen, and she wasn't even on screen that often, um, but the confidence and the, let me see, the skill and the talent and the just overall everything that she was speaking into Jelani really kind of blew my mind and I don't think that I'm blowing this out of proportion but it's just <clears throat> excuse me it's just okay like one thing that she focused on was like I'm not scared of you speaking about Jelani Jelani trying to um or preparing to walk realness with a twist she said give me realness I'm not getting this I don't I don't sense danger I don't sense it's just oh my god I don't know I'm just so wrapped up in this goddamn show just seeing someone who's not your biological mother who has a position of authority in this house, in this community, speak into this person who we've seen for all this time. It just felt really good. And she did it so efficiently. She did like, it seems like this is natural for her. This is her, this is what she does. And, you know, take it or leave it. This is how she's going to be. So for us to see maybe three to five minutes of her on screen and for her to give so much, it's, I don't know. It's just, I know seeing more of her even just one episode dedicated to her or her relationship with Jelani would be fucking amazing and I that's something that I want um because I see the ballroom I see what these uh person people are doing in the ballroom scene this first season was phenomenal I would like to see kind of a uh not an evolution but kind of where are they now um or or uh, watch them progress more in their perspective journeys in ballroom. Like Jelani walking. I don't know. I don't know if we've seen him. I, I just, hmm, let me see. Seeing Jelani and seeing his issues or his um, kind of interactions with, with, with parenting and with family and with dating. It was so good for me to see him with this mother uh, in Chicago because... Of all of the things that he's already, we know about him and his dad and his home life and his childhood. She, I, I, I just want, I want more of her. <laughs> so I'll stop gushing here, but I do want more of her. Um, so we get the prep for love mini ball, mini kiki ball, mini ball. I don't know. But this was just like, yeah. Watching these shows makes me want to fucking run out and go to a ball. Speaking of. Uh, two Sundays ago, I believe it was, I actually was at a ball. I was at the Grand Hustle Ball here in Dallas, Texas, and I got to meet Precious. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to you. Um, had a good time, took a couple pictures. I, I did my best not to fan out. You know, I was just, I was pretty cool. Like, hey, you know, Precious, um, I have this podcast and it's about, uh, you know, my house. And please, I would like to take a picture with you. <laughs> but she was really nice. Very sweet. Um, full high energy. I will say the way you see Precious on this show is not an act. Not that anyone um, thought that, but this motherfucker is live in effect in person as well. 
cracking jokes, being this lovable person, this energy that just draws you into her. So oh, I was so happy to have met Precious, and I had a really good time at the bar as well. I posted a few videos on my Twitter. I'll probably do some type of collage or mashup or something, whatever, on my Instagram as well. So check out Carefree Black Nerd on Instagram, uh, Carefree Blurred on Twitter, and all that good stuff. So we get the Prep for Love untitled, excuse me, untitled mini ball. And this is just another, almost like a pregame to the big show. Just seeing these beautiful brown goddamn people having a good time. Um, um, what else? What am I trying to say? Just, uh, just being raw and in their element. It's just, like I said, everything about this has made me want to be more involved in this community. If for nothing else, but to attend the events. Like I just, I'm, I'm, I feel so full from everything I've learned from this show and just from seeking out on my own. And then the, the, the tidbits that I'm getting from other people. So um, we get an interview with the Ebony's, and I like seeing more than just the core cast. I like seeing these different people. I like, um, and I like this because I know going forward, when we get a season two, three, and four, some of these people may appear again. And me, someone who loves comic books and love the whole alternate timeline, extended universe, you know, you can look at issues one through 28 of a book, and there's one character that popped up one time, but then the next run, that person has such a, um, larger role in that book or in some other books. So <laughs> that being my nerdy side, I'm like, I can't wait to see one of these Ebony's or one of these Mizrahi's or what, or one of these 007's pop up later on, even if it's not in my house. If, uh, you know, you pop up on polls for some reason or anything. I just, I just like that. So, um, we get to the, to Alex, Alex getting ready for this ball. All in all, there's, there's not much I can say that won't be a repeat of something I've said before, either in this recording or an episode prior. What I will say is, when it comes to this show, My House, this has been such an um, well-presented escape from reality, which is what you usually would want your, uh, your media to be. Just, you know, a nice movie, a nice TV show, a book to kind of get you you know, out of whatever headspace you might be in or just, you know, um, something for you to enjoy. I, that's what this show has been for me. And, and it's it's surprising because I'm, I've always been aware of ballroom. I've been in the space, like I, as an active participant for a limited time years ago. And then I've also kind of dabbled in it back and forth from attending a ball or, or a show or something. Like I've had it in my peripheral. But to have two amazing shows like this on air now, and on air by the people who are in these communities, in these marginalized communities, in these kind of subculture communities, is such a. Um, so it's one of those. Uh, um, what a time to be alive, because me as a nerd, I watch so many cartoons. I watch. I read comic books. I consume so much comic media that. 10 years ago when we got Iron Man or 12 years, 10, 10 years ago rather, when we got our X-Men's and even a little further when we got our Blade, it was like, oh yeah, we got this comic book shit. You know, we can see it live on screen. Then we get from Blade to X-Men and then we get, okay, X-Men, you know, it wasn't all that, well, it wasn't without its faults, but it was the characters we loved on screen. Then we got Iron Man and an extended Marvel Cinematic Universe and it was like, well, goddamn, you know, 
we can only go up from here. Even the movies that aren't so good still are good. That being said, I'm feeling like I'm in this space all over again. Where like this isn't a community that I've been actively involved in consistently, but there are people out there who have been. So now when you have uh, people excited about comic book movies, now you have this other lane uh, or genre or whatever of, 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 a, of a culture that hasn't been represented as well in TV, uh, giving you a peek behind the curtain. So there is that kid that now can be involved in this community or seek out this community and, and, um, and aspire to do well and see that there is uh, goodness to be had, oh, for lack of a better term. There are like being involved in this community isn't just let me do some voguing and then that's it and let me play around in like you can take this seriously and have a life with that or this isn't something to be ashamed of or afraid of or whatever it's just uh, I'm just so excited I'm so happy that this show exists in the same way that I was so excited and so happy when that first Iron Man movie came out and then that Thor and then that Hulk and then that Avengers and you know it's just Again, what a time to be alive. Uh, okay. So that's my little PSA. So we get to precious flat iron his hair or uh, brushing, combing. I ain't got no hair, so I don't know hell. And <laughs> oh, precious, precious is the fucking man eater. This, <laughs> we get a phone that rings and we, we film in precious. And precious says, you know, it's okay. Nobody here. And out pops this little, this little nigga in a bath towel and a durag. <laughs> it's just like, oh. Oh, okay. Hey, y'all. It just, but it's this whole, you know, everybody wants to be so precious. It's this whole, like, I, I just, I love this. I love this, uh, playing with expectations and presenting you with more than just the comic relief, getting these people presented as people. I just, man, I love this fucking show. Um, Alex is preparing for, um, for the ball. Nervous as well. First time walking as a legend. Uh, walking his category as a legend, we get um, Tati showing up in Precious's room with this badass fucking white. Num- I don't know what. If you ain't seen it, please watch the episode. God damn it, this motherfucker was bad. Um, she looks really good, and I'm so happy. And it's like I'm seeing. Hmm, I'm I'm see again. This is a very different show. This gives me a very different feeling than it did nine weeks ago. And I feel like I've uh, I'm watching these people grow, and I just want <laughs> I want so much more. But again, these are real people, so I'm not um, uh, stalkerish. Like I'm going to get what's presented to me, but I want more. Like we want more as fans. I want a behind the scenes. I want an interview series. I want another season. I want you know more so. But that's what social media is for for you to follow your faves and you know kind of get your life that way. But this again, we get man, we get Alex impart so much wisdom that he's just been doing this entire season. We get um, Tati cutting up, uh, Dev dropping, uh, Vogue. We get uh, Ebony. We get Precious uh, commenting. It just, this is, this though this is the show before the end, this feels like a very comfortable spot to end the show now i'm waiting for episode 10 i don't know if they're gonna go all out i know it's more emotional we get tati uh speaking with you know her what i assume is her mother because because of the conversations that were had 
we get we get a lot that I saw in the little trailer for the next episode. But this one here, if this show had to end it with, the, or this season rather, had to end it with this episode, I would have been like, okay, that was a good run, and I want more. Uh, so we move on to Olympia 3000, the Midwest Awards Ball. And this motherfucking space, I don't know if this is where they have it all the time, but that shit was cramped as hell. When I tell you it was, and then the Midwest, of course, this is earlier in the year, so I'd imagine that there is some coolness there because, of course, people are wearing jeans and sweaters and whatnot. But this space is so fucking packed. You have to not, you have to wear the bare minimum shit. And they even mentioned it in the show. Like, you motherfuckers is hot. Take them damn jackets off. You're keeping us hot. Um, but no, we get we get to see a little bit of everyone perform. Alex, however, did not get a chance to. There was a fight that broke out. It was just, and I think Jelani didn't get a chance to either. It was Maya, that's her name. The mother of House of Mizrahi, Maya um, in Chicago. She, oh my God. Y'all, every scene with her just needs to be a little bit longer. Maya, kudos to you, uh, my mother, Mother Mizrahi, because you are the shit. Uh, then we, we get this like, I don't know, this, not monologue, this time I guess spent with Jelani and everything about him makes me want him more. Like seeing him from the beginning, what, no, not even now, take it a step further. Seeing the ads for the show and seeing the, the trailers and all that before we even got into this season, seeing Jelani, I'm like, oh shit, okay, I want to know more about who is this guy and watching him vogue and perform is so beautiful and i have to say i have a kind of affinity towards realness with a twist or twisters or whatever so to see him every episode fucking voguing on the street corner doing it at a bar wearing these damn uh this boxing get up and doing the same thing and seeing him switch between realness and the twister and what it's uh, i just um i'm a fan i'm gonna fan <laughs> for jelani so that's um I would love to meet the entire cast. If I could meet Jelani, watch the motherfucker Vogue in person, I'd be good. <laughs> so, um, so we get more just, I don't know. Again, this episode could have been the ending of this season and this would have been okay. Um, and I say that being like, well, how are they going to top this in the last final episode of the season? Well, it, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I don't, uh, I don't doubt them. Uh, Precious, his father, Marquise, this nigga, he is, I remember him being the streetwear, streetwear, fuck, like the, oh shit, forgive me y'all, the something the streetwear, like the, the head nigga in charge of the shit or whatever, and seeing him in the last episode with Precious at the gun range and stuff, it was like, okay, he's in Detroit kicking and hanging out, and he was in his element, so it's just normal you know, regular, let me put on these warm clothes. Not to say he didn't look good, it's that he was just him. But seeing him in this episode was like, okay, now I see why the fuck this nigga is, I don't know, head nigga in charge for streetwear. Like, he looked, he looked the part, he looked good. Everyone looked good. But because we know him and we know him in relation to Precious, I was just blown away. Like, look at this fur coat. What, red, black, and white? These visors, this hat, like, the nigga went all out. He very much deserved whatever uh trophy he got or whatever title or whatever because he fucking did that um so uh so yeah all in all this was a good 
ball. I don't know where the fuck this is. Is this someone's? I know it's not someone's house for real, but like, it's is it? It, what is this? What is this space? Um, Tati, uh, Tati's homegirl, and I hate to say Tati's homegirl, and Alex are all at the bar. And it is, it, again, this was just a good fucking episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not much more I can say past that because I absolutely loved, loved, loved this episode. I love this show, period. If it hadn't ended here, that would have been great. I'm very excited, and I hope I don't want my excitement for episode ten to outshine or to overshadow anything in episode nine, because a lot of this, though it's it's something to comment on, there is so much visually that goes on that's not like oh, and then this happened and then this happened. Like watching the performances, seeing these people, how does hell look like a a southern black church back in the '80s or something? Everybody crammed into this space with these fans. It was just, it's a beautiful experience. And to be a spectator on, um, uh, a spectator from my living room couch, as opposed to being right there in the thick of it, this was exciting as fuck for me. So I can only imagine, though you may be hot and a little miserable because you're hot, how, um, how exciting that must be to be in that space. Uh, I will comment on there was a girl that got chopped like immediately and I think she may have been the cis girl and she <laughs> and she was like and she did this post like, oh, like oh me oh okay I'm out of here and she just walked out it wasn't I mean there was drama here at this ball but it wasn't <laughs> that was just such a fucking innocent scene for me I wish they had been a bit longer as well but um yeah this is fucking good and I'm expecting more of this from season two. I want more cast. I want, <laughs> I want more, God damn it! Give me more, y'all. Y'all done got me hooked. And by me, I mean by extension everyone, because I'm sure everyone's hooked on this goddamn show. Y'all done got us hooked. Give us more, God damn it. Season two, longer episodes, longer season, more cast or something. I want, I want more. Um, and then kudos again to the behind the scenes team, the the producers, the uh, the editors, the the boom guy, the cameraman, everyone like this was, this is a good ride. And episode ten, I am, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't. Um, again, I don't know how I'm going to feel. I know I'll be a bit sad because the show will be ending for this season. But I, I want more, and uh, and I'm ready. So. Hey, Tati, what, The reason that I find this show so endearing and so good is because you get a show 
about people in a particular community and it's done with them in mind using them and their experiences to tell a story it isn't fictional it isn't um, uh, um, 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 used to sell you anything we're just looking at the lives of people who are just trying to make it towards the end of every episode the end of every episode is really good hands down but the end of these last couple episodes, this one and the one before, was very, well, no, this one and, oh, what is the other one where they ended up at the pier, was very much like an intimate sit-down. Though we're there in front of a camera and at times around tons of other people, we get this real honest conversation, dialogue, story between these people who are now immortalized on uh, film, so to speak. And this is opening up the world to something different. A lot of times when you're upset or angry about something or if you hate something, some of the time it's because you're not educated about that thing. And this is one of those things, so to speak. And this show, just by existing, is opening the eyes of someone to the beauty that is ballroom. Someone who either was against it or didn't even know the thing existed. Someone who's part of the LGBTQ community and someone who's not. And if it's just opening yourself up to the different people on the show and not even ballroom as a whole, just, oh, I like Precious. So, you know, if Precious drops an album, I'm going to support it. Or, you know, oh, I like Alex. If I see Alex's name in the credits on the music video, I'll pay more attention to it. Just something where you are... Um, they're kind of changing the narrative or creating the narrative. And I remember being a kid and watching Real World and wanting to be on that show so bad. And like, oh, I'm going to be on that show. I'm going to send in my tape and I'm going to get picked and I'm going to be in the house and have all this drama and whatever else. But that's the dream that came away. <laughs> uh, but I bring that up because you get a lot of shows. We get a lot of reality TV, trashy and educational, informative. And I think there's a space for all of it. But my house exists in this space that is um, a very tasteful depiction of what these people, these six people are going through in their day-to-day lives. It doesn't seem scripted. It doesn't seem false. It seems very honest, very genuine. These people have opened their lives up to us and that they didn't have to do this. Um, Now, this is a show. It's a hit show. These uh, people have been on a press run. They've you know, been active on social media. They have their own endeavors outside of my house and it's working. And we live in an age where everything is pretty much online. You can date online, pay your bills online. You can order food from the inside of your house. You can just, there's so many things at our fingertips and to be able to consume this show in a way that one, it's on Viceland, which some people may or may not have on in their cable package. Some people have to watch this online. Um, I remember me and Falu, when we were watching this together, we would, (laughs) another peek behind the curtain, because he's in France and I'm here in America, in Texas, we would would speak to each other online via Skype or some other video platform. And we would watch my house. I would watch it on my TV screen when I would position the laptop in a way that he could see it as if he was like at the movies or just watching it from his laptop. And that's how we would watch the show, take our notes, and then discuss. 
I'm sure there are people doing things similarly, you know, with, with consuming other other shows and whatnot, but that very instance in itself, just me and him working out a way through technology to make sure that we're both ta- taking in this show and able to kind of report on it is a testament to how good this show is. Yeah, we could do the same thing with a Disney movie or with, you know, some other TV show that's on TV, but this show... It's such a phenomenal show that though we're, you know, mere podcasters trying to trying to get out a show to you every week. This is the lens that we go to to make sure that we can report on something that we feel is just that great. Um, I'm still, though I'm in America, I'm able to just consume Viceland just, you know, better than he or even someone else from across the world. I don't take this for granted. This is a very good show. This is a show that I'm hoping that Viceland will continue. Um, I would love to see these people grow in their, you know, respective fields and their categories with the show and, you know, when the show isn't on. Um, All that being said, this episode was good. Um, I'm looking forward to the final episode just of the season, final episode of the season. And, um, I know they're going to take me through the ringer. This show does a really good job at getting me happy and excited and also pulling at my heartstrings. And by the looks of this, especially Tati and her mama, I'm not entirely sure. But that being said, this has been episode nine, American Realness of My House is Burning, the Viceland My House docuseries review show. Please join me again. Join me for the live tweet session of episode 10. On Twitter, using the hashtag MHIBpod, I'll be all up and through there. So please, please, please tweet with me. Um, I'm excited to record the 10th episode, but I'm also sad because it's the 10th episode. So, um, yeah, thank you all for listening and, and, and being with me on this ride. Looking forward to more shows and more seasons to come. And um, until next time, live tweet with me, death walk, into the ball, slay, get your and all that good shit. All right.